Welcome back to Policy Wonk Wonk Nation. Season two, baby. Season two. Oh, it feels good to be back. It sure does. But uh, Joe, what are we talking about today? Well, today, a lot has happened since we last recorded. So much a has lot happened. Of, a lot of shit has happened in this state. But first off, the biggest thing, issue one, formerly known as HJR1. You had an excuse to clap. Now I do. Yes. Yeah. Issue one failed. It did. By a lot. Quite frankly, it was it was quite quite comical on election night. Actually, it was especially because like counties that voted for Trump mm-hmm. voted overwhelmingly against this thing. Yeah, and like we advocated against it, so it was like we won a campaign almost. <laughs> we this <laughs> this is Policy Wonk's first no second uh, feather in its hat for winning campaigns. Uh, Akron mayoral. Yes, Shamus Malik. Yeah, shout out. Um, shout out. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought up the Trump thing uh, because if if anyone paid attention on election night, if you look at the county map for the results, you saw places like, especially in Northeast Ohio, um, Lake County, which voted for Trump by over eight points, I believe. Um, Something like that. Voted issue one down like 60-40. Ashtabula County voted it down. Geauga, everywhere. Everywhere in Northeast Ohio voted issue one down. Resoundingly, for the most part, too. Um, and then there were some. There were some Trump counties that they ended up voting yes. Mm-hmm. Want want you know. But it was close. Yeah. Like I, like within like five percentage points or less, even like Pickaway, Madison County. Yeah, what which the, is where Brian Stewart is from. And he was on our show. Mm-hmm. What was the county where issue one failed by literally one single vote? That's the question I don't know the answer to. Shoot. Real ones, no. <laughs> real ones, no. Real ones, I guess no. I'm not real, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm fake. In the run-up to the special election in August, I always get worried around election time. I always oh, yeah. get pre-election, you know, anxiety. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't use the bathroom on that day, yeah. I'm not going to lie. But um, seeing, especially Republicans voting no on issue one, I had neighbors that I knew. I, there were a lot of neighbors around my house that had... Uh, yes on one signs um but a lot of the republicans i knew i'm sorry <laughs> i was gonna say that they're npcs but that's kind of messed up <laughs> but a lot of the republicans that i knew like in my immediate neighborhood um that didn't have signs up at all voted no and um trump supporters voting no i think it's interesting we actually had a conversation about it earlier today in um coffee hour with dr nelson shout out shout out shout out um that a lot of people voted no for many different reasons. If you're a Democrat, again, this isn't like everyone's reasoning, but if you were a Dem, you're voting no because of the Reproductive Rights Amendment Mm -hmm. in the fall. Uh, If you're a Republican, probably more likely to vote against it because you just think it's changing the process too fundamentally. For whatever reason, if you voted voted no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I So this is completely anecdotal. Yeah. And this is obviously one person's vote, which always makes a difference. Always go vote. But at the state fair in Columbus, Victoria and I, who's sitting right there, come say hi real quick. Hey. Okay, but at the state fair, at the Republican, like the Ohio Republican Party booth, I was talking to this woman mm-hmm. who was volunteering. And I asked a lot of like crazy questions about issue one, and I'm not gonna lie, I acted like I was Republican. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, 
So what isn't this like the party shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, and, and like stuff like that? And she, looking at Victoria, actually picked up very quickly that I wasn't Republican. But <laughs> um, she walked around and said, I'm going to tell you on this side of the table, not representing the Ohio GOP, I'm voting no. Mm. Because I want my two daughters to have reproductive freedom. Based. 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 And I feel like that reflects because, like, isn't it like 59% roughly of Ohioans support some sort of access to reproductive rights? I believe so. And I feel like that's reflective of that. It's extremely anecdotal, but I still feel like it's reflective. Mm -hmm. I mean, and to get to the thing about reproductive rights is that we caught a lot of people caught early on that this was an attempt to raise the threshold so that the reproductive rights amendment that's on the ballot in November this year mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to pass because again um i guess good segue into another topic another issue one <laughs> um new issue one i guess you know you've seen states like Kentucky, Kansas, other very conservative states that don't elect Democrats statewide or federally um, voting to enshrine reproductive rights access into their state constitutions. Um, or rejecting restrictions yeah. on repro rights. And when these, uh, when these ballot measures pass, they're not passing by 60% margins. They're usually passing 54 to 55% margins. <laughs> Which again, conveniently, yeah, conveniently, 60%. would not have been enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is this was a huge victory. I remember watching it on TV on election night, kind of knowing what the outcome was going to be, <laughs> but it was still really oh, it was so awesome to see that. I'm glad you brought that up. So, Joe, run us through what you were doing on election night. Like, how how did your election night go? Because mine was, like, crazy. Mine, you would have thought that the President of the United States was being elected that night for me. What did I do election night? Was I, it anything crazy, or am I just, or am I the crazy one? I think we're all a little crazy, considering we have a political podcast. Found it. Um, <laughs> I had wine that night. Word. I also probably got over 10 phone calls from family <laughs> And friends being like, oh, my God, did you see the news? I'm like, yeah, I did see the news. Trust me. I saw the news, Mom. I saw the news. And I actually got a phone call from my aunt who was visiting from Kentucky. And we talked for like half an hour about the whole thing. Um, Because Kentucky, again, was one of those states that enshrined reproductive rights access in their state constitution last year. It was either that or they rejected. Yeah. Kentucky's one of those states, though. Yeah. Regardless. But, and it, it's just really incredible. And again, she was from out of state, so she didn't know the issue. But a lot of people still weren't aware, either when there was an election or two, what the hell they were voting on in the first place. And that's because, you know, we spent like 20 million or 20 million. Yeah, 20 million, right? It was like 20 to 25, I Something believe. like that. Yeah. Dollars to have an election in August when most people were on vacation. Yeah. People were like not in election mode, stuff like that. But I am um, crazy enough. We had people on the other side of the pond cheering us on Way. on election night. I um, my, my election night was it was me and my parents who tend to be. Not apolitical. They they vote all the time, but they don't. 
they don't voice their opinions too much. Yeah. But yeah. we were all sitting like on the couches and we were watching. We had, I think it was like Spectrum News, maybe Channel Four, mm-hmm. a local channel, and we were watching the results come in. I had like three websites pulled up. <laughs> I was getting like phone calls and text messages from everybody, all across the state. People who live in Florida. People who are from Australia, Sweden, the UK, Ireland, they were all just like saying, oh, what's going on with issue one? And it was crazy. Yeah. And then I continued to watch results even after I knew that like it was certain. Like, I think Channel 4 and the New York Times called the election like an hour after the polls closed. Yeah, I was going to say. It was insane. It was maybe an hour after polls closed. It was ridiculous. It was... Yeah, I kept watching the results afterwards because I wanted to see how, especially Northeast Ohio specifically, because that's where that's where I'm from, but also counties that, you know, voted for Trump or, you know, voted for Biden very slimly voted, but also um, seeing North Northwest Ohio and Southwest Ohio and how they voted because, not to get too in the weeds about the <laughs> demographics of this state, but the western the northwestern actually more so the southwestern part of the state is extremely catholic and like mostly large german population and these counties are voting heavily republican they also voted heavily in favor of issue one um i think primarily because they're opposed to reproductive rights act Mm -hmm. access um and in the final weeks of the campaign we saw the yes folks realize that they're in hot water and immediately switch to making it about abortion so they could try to activate those voters. And that's, that's crazy is because like the entire time they said, it's not about abortion. It's about protecting the constitution. And then it was, and then it was suddenly about abortion. And it's funny. We're up Cincinnati former, I forget his role. He worked for Trump though. Michael Mm -hmm. Flynn, Mm. former general. Yeah. Michael Flynn had a like, issue one rally in Cincinnati like a week and a half before the election not a single person that spoke was from the state of Ohio yeah but they're concerned about outside of state influence and it was strictly they ended up talking about abortion yeah like it was unavoidable and I mean we've talked about on the show multiple times it's Mm -hmm. it was about more than just abortion primary driver of course but it was about recreational marijuana redistricting minimum wage stuff like that and i'm almost positive that they started to make it about those things it was crazy yeah how they just threw all sorts of political consulting out the window and i i feel like it might have cost them do you agree with that or disagree with that yeah no it cost them yeah Um, because you could i think a lot of people again were going to see through the guise of oh it's about protecting the state constitution but if they would not have, if they would have actually stuck to the idea that, oh, it's about protecting the state constitution, citing whatever bullshit numbers they could about states that have a higher threshold, like Florida or I think Missouri. I feel like Florida's not a state we should be looking up to sometimes. Retweet. <laughs> Retweet. Um, Re-X. Re-X. Because that <laughs> happened in between seasons. <laughs> but, yeah, if they would have stuck to the shtick of, oh, it's about protecting our state constitution you either would have seen maybe a less of a trouncing of it getting rejected or maybe it somehow passing very slightly. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you brought up redistricting. 
because that's the next topic today. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, do we know that I fucking love redistricting. Let's hear it, Joe. Let's hear it. What do you have to say? So, if you're not familiar, do you remember the debacle that redistricting was two or even a year ago? Hmm. Hmm. Let me stroke my. See, Joe, I I am I am what political scientists incorrectly call unsophisticated. Mm, wrong. Politically unsophisticated. Wrong. So, so do enlighten me. I mean, I, I mean, I do know exactly what you're talking about, but I want you to explain it. Right, right. So basically, back in I think it was 2015 and 2018, voters it feels like ages ago. I know. Ooh. Voters overwhelmingly approved two ballot measures to establish the Ohio Redistricting Commission. They passed with over 70 percent of the vote. That's a real supermajority. Now. It is a politician commission. It is not an independent commission like Michigan has or California or Montana or hell, even Idaho. But this commission was supposed to solve the gerrymandering that we saw probably since the 90s. When Democrats were in charge of the state house, they gerrymandered the state. Since Republicans have been in charge since 2008 or 2010, they gerrymandered the hell out of the state. Voters from both sides said, Nope, we're not doing that. They approved these ballot measures. And as we can tell now, um, excuse my language again, they didn't fucking work. They didn't work. The Ohio Supreme Court rejected the sets of maps that were drawn by the Ohio Redistricting Commission, I think four or five times. It was four to five times. That was a crazy amount. It was... it was ridiculous. It was honestly a little embarrassing because it, it made national news a couple oh, yeah. times. And eventually, a federal court had to step in, and a three-judge panel said, stop. <laughs> but then they approved, They said that we can use a map that was already declared unconstitutional by our state Supreme Court. So currently, right now, uh, every voter in Ohio, all your representatives are um, te- are representing unconstitutional districts. Which is crazy if we're talking about Congress because Democrats gained a seat Yeah. in the last election. So they didn't yeah. even gerrymander the congressional seats the right way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they they gerrymandered the General Assembly seats the right way. But, but to that point, a organization called Citizens Not Politicians – which is, I believe it's actually headed by former Supreme Court Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court, uh, Maureen O'Connor. Word. And they, shortly after issue one failed, actually, they announced that they began collecting signatures for a independent citizen redistricting commission. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Very based. Very based indeed. Um, because if you guys, if anyone's not aware... Most redistricting in this country takes place within the general assemblies of each state. The Constitution outlines each state pretty much has, to an extent, um, total control over how they draw districts. Um, And that's how you get our congressional district map. That's how Texas got its map. And a bunch of other states that are gerrymandered. Illinois, New York, soon-to-be gerrymandered state. Yeah. But what this amendment will do is it will it'll remove the previous commission and invalidates those two amendments and replaces it with this. 
So what the new commission is made up of is it would be five Democrats, five Republicans, and five independent voters. No current or former politician, no current or former party member, and no cur current or former lobbyist is allowed to be on that redistricting commission. And what? why would that benefit the redistricting process? I mean, you're taking politicians out of the equation finally. Because as I said before, we have a politician commission drawing their own seats. Now, m the majority of the officials on the current commission are elected at large, as in it's the governor, the secretary of state, I believe the treasurer. But I don't know. Most of the offices on that commission are elected at large. The whole state votes on them. You can't gerrymander like a gubernatorial election. It's it's not possible. It would be crazy, be if, you crazy could, if you could. Because I can guarantee people would do it. Yeah. But it would take politicians out of the equation. And I think most people you talk to will say, yeah, that's probably a good idea, Republican or Democrat. I think most regular people uh, believe in the idea that we should have free and fair elections. And that means drawing districts that represent both the political views of a certain geographic area, but also gives minority groups the possibility to elect their own representatives, as in giving black people the ability to vote a to vote for a black representative that has a realistic chance at getting in Congress. Which is something that we can see in Alabama, hopefully, soon. Yeah. They struck down their most recent map because the Alabama legislator tried to, quote-unquote, draw a fairer map because uh, <laughs> the Supreme Court, in a very rare dub, said, yeah, you have to draw majority black seats. You have to draw majority and minority seats when possible. And in places like Louisiana and Alabama, Mississippi, California, a lot of southern and southwestern states, you can draw seats that are majority Hispanic, majority Asian and Pacific Islander, or just anything that isn't majority white. And the Supreme Court said, you have to do this. You can't get around it. You can't make a like a plural plurality black district you have to make a majority black district if you can do it so i mean yeah incredibly based very good things so far over the summer and that's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like play identity politics because yeah. that's there's no guarantee that having majority minority districts especially in the southwest is going to lead to uh, as far as like congress goes a swing to the left yeah. for the house and stuff like that because people are unpredictable. Yeah, but it does mean kind of good things for for Democrats, I would say, especially yeah. in the South. And um, also, I mean, in Florida, uh, yeah. Ron, Ron DeSantis's map. That, Who? Oh, sorry, Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, 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 yes, the uh, governor. <laughs> yes, okay. And soon to be failed presidential candidate. Um, <laughs> his congressional map was map was struck down because it eliminated a majority black district in northern Florida. I was trying to remember whose district he eliminated, and I, the representative's name escapes me at the moment. But like you said, not to play party politics, but usually minority groups tend to vote for Democrats, but I think Florida's a very unique state because a lot of Cuban Americans that escape Cuba, you know, they're voting Republican mm -hmm. most of the time. Miami-Dade County 
is like not a solid blue county. In fact, it might have voted for Ron DeSantis. I think it voted. Did Miami Dade vote for Trump I, in 2020? It might have. Again, I can't remember exactly, but it, it's not by any means a blue county. Well, Miami, the city of Miami has a Republican governor, does it not? Exactly. He's running for president, actually. Mm-hmm, he is. But you know, it goes to show that no, no ethnic group is a monolith. Yeah. Now, Cuban Americans and Hispanic Americans are very different groups of people that have different interests. And you can see that in a place like Florida and a place like New Mexico or Arizona or Nevada or Southern California. But what I think we can all agree upon is that every single person, if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, or if you're Cuban, no matter where you come from, you have the right to have the possibility to elect someone that looks like you and accurately represents your views. Mm -hmm. And if you live in a state like Ohio, where we have a bunch of politicians controlling basically our entire futures just by the way, just by putting some numbers into a computer program, (laughs) is bullshit. It's even, it's crazier because, I mean, I think it was either Policy Wonk's Twitter or my personal Twitter, but I like recently said, Sherrod won Ohio in 2018 with 53% of the vote. Trump won with like 54. Yeah. Vance won with like 53. It's like consistently 53, 53, 53, stuff like that. But for some reason, Republicans in the Ohio Senate hold like 70% of the seats. Mm -hmm. And in the House, it's like 68% of the seats. Yeah. It's not reflective. There's no way in hell that that's reflective. No. And you see a lot of. Smooth brain takes from <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Smooth from brain takes. either national Republicans or statewide Republicans or local Republican parties, not to name any. Or Frank LaRose. Or Frank LaRose. But saying that, well, Democrats Democrats can't win statewide, so they want to control the redistricting process. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Um <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't lie to your voters. We're not morons. <laughs> I'm not a moron. Do you think I'm a moron? No. You better not. I, I – oh, you're, were you asking me? Oh, no. I, was I thought talk- you were asking Frank. I was talking I was talking about Frank and also vaguely like the Ohio oh, GOP apparatus. Okay. Well, considering that you vote in statewide elections, I don't think calling you dumb would be a good idea. Yeah. You know how powerful my vote is? Yeah. Victoria thinks that this is funny. Victoria thinks it's absolutely hilarious. What are, what are you laughing at? Yeah, that's right. You know how powerful <laughs> my vote is, and it's vote. It's going to vote so hard yes on this redistricting amendment. Listen, it's going to win by one vote, and it'll be yours. And it'll be mine. Because they called you a moron in your head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Joe, we're talking about amendments in the fall, and we already spoke about them a number of times today. Correct. I noticed. What is going on in November in our state alone? A lot. It's an off-year election. End of episode. A lot. <laughs> a lot. No, Roll credits. It's, um, of course, we all have school board races. Yeah. A lot of you yeah. have school board races that you need to vote in. But also, we have, as we mentioned before, the Reproductive Rights Amendment, mm-hmm. the new issue one. And also... The new issue one. Issue two, bro. Yeah. Uh, dog. We got legal weed on the ballot this November. Re. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, there's there are two 
amendments. That, I mean, they're going to change the the future of politics in Ohio. Yeah, because I mean, Colorado votes blue now, safe blue state almost, mm-hmm. and you know, legalized recreational marijuana. Pretty dope. I'm not it saying is. that there's an actual correlation, yeah. but Maybe it was it was kind of funny in my head. It wasn't as funny out loud, but it's okay. Issue two, issue two will be the the marijuana amendment. Um, it'll allow Ohioans over the age of 21 to purchase marijuana. It'll also allow personal cultivation, bro. Six up to six plants per individual. Mm-hmm. You just you just can't sell it. You know, it, it would basically, and I believe the group's name that put this on the ballot and really worked hard to get this on the ballot was regulate marijuana like alcohol. Yes, it was. And basically, such an interesting group of people. We would we would be treating marijuana like how we treat home brewers. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a very close family friend that brews his own beer literally in his shed, which is awesome. There's this guy we know out in Ashtabula County. Beulah. Yeah. That. We went over his house one day. He was in jorts, no shirt, listening to, like, <laughs> Caribbean music. And we pull up. And we're like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm brewing beer. And quick sidebar. Jamaican beer called Red Stripe. I think it's good. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to my Uncle David who recommended <laughs> it to me when I was in the United Kingdom. But... It, another part of this amendment that I think is very important is that they they do highlight how marijuana laws currently, not only in Ohio, but nationwide, both at the state and federal level, mm-hmm. have been applied unjustly to black and minority groups. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's, again... I don't want to make like a huge generalization, but I think it's been it, it's it's very obvious that white people have not been have not been um what what am I trying to say? White people are not really held accountable, quote unquote, when we get caught with like weed or a bull. However, black Ohioans and people who aren't white in the state will absolutely be quote unquote again held accountable yeah for a plant and then obviously if you legalize recreational marijuana there's a whole series of processes that have to go like like the the government's going to be working a lot Mm -hmm. afterwards to kind of rectify some of these issues yeah at least i hope (laughs) no um that was actually when i i heard that it would be on the ballot i i talked to some friends and we were concerned that it wouldn't address that, but it does. And I think that's an important part of legalizing marijuana, you know, state by state. Mm-hmm. Sure. Smoking weed is cool. It's word. You know, if you, if you partake, but also being able to grow your own plants is also cool. I feel like that's almost safer. Yeah. You know, like, and again, even outside of the argument of whether or not you think, marijuana should be recreationally legal you know i think if you live in northeast ohio or really just in in ohio in general but especially appalachia you see how hard the opioid epidemic has hit Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of weird stuff that can be slipped into drugs that used to be you know just what you were told 
it, it is entirely possible to lace marijuana. That is something that can happen. I know people that it's happened to, and it's, it's very scary. So you should be able to go to a store if you're an adult and buy weed if you want to without the risk of having like LSD in your joint. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. And I mean, so one of the big Tangent. arguing points for uh, regulate marijuana like alcohol yeah. was taxing. Mm-hmm. So then that's a whole nother like set of income that the state is receiving mm-hmm. that can go towards programs to combat the op- opioid epidemic. Yeah. I also do want to correct myself. This isn't an amendment to the state constitution. Is actually initiative statute, I believe is what it's called. Really? So in reality. Whoa. Yeah. So so the, <laughs> the Republican propaganda that I've been consuming that's yeah. been calling this an amendment. It's a statute. Oh, my God. Essentially – I'm so sorry to anybody I ever spoke to. <laughs> <laughs> if the legislator wanted to, they could alter the proposal if it passed. Okay. Now, I'm not— I'm And this not, is something that D- Daddy DeWine would have to sign, too, if that's the case, right? It would, and honestly, I don't know if he would. Daddy DeWine—Dick DeWine is what I meant to say. <laughs> I don't—oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, he wouldn't have to sign off on the statute. Mm. But if they wanted to make a change, yeah, he would have right, to right. sign that. But again— I think Mike DeWine, you know, criticism is more than applicable to this man. <laughs> but I I think he's more moderate than I think a lot of people believe. Um, yeah. Except on things like reproductive rights. Or teachers having guns. Yeah. But I don't think he'd sign off on anything that would, like, significantly alter this law. If the legislator were to alter anything about it, I, I'm not going to make assumptions about what they would do. But I would assume it would probably start with, like, really nitty-gritty details. But. Who knows what the likes of Jerry Serino and Gary Click would would do. Who, who knows? But, I mean, let's say it passes. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, too. It wouldn't look good. Like 60%? <laughs> like 60%. <laughs> it wouldn't look good for Republicans in the General Assembly or DeWine to – do too much yeah because you know like will of the people type thing but again i really economics economists you know think that everyone makes rational decisions what did you just say economists 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 <laughs> potato potato tomato i mean tomato. yeah you're right but um <laughs> it's that was funny but you know now they're like no people actually don't make rational decisions about money pretty much ever do politicians make rational decisions about policymaking? Clearly not. Clearly not. And after the whole issue one debacle where the Senate president then said, oh, yeah, we'll probably put it back on the ballot someday, like within the next year. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them to do something really stupid again that's stupidly unpopular. Because I don't think they operate in the same reality as we do. No, they operate in a supermajority reality. They do. Where the party doesn't have anything to worry about. Some seats might, but the party itself The party? No. So there's another amendment that we've spoken about already on the ballot in November. Issue one. But before before we take a look at the amendment itself, can I complain? Yeah, go ahead. That it's also called issue one. Yeah. Like, wait, why, why? We couldn't wait, like, another, like, you know. Three hours. It is confusing. Actually, that's something I know a lot of people were worried about. 
Yeah, I mean, it was on local news channels in Columbus. Yeah. I still see no on one signs around, and I'm like, take that down right now. You take it down right now. And I know it's very clear that we don't hide our partisan affiliation on this podcast. I don't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. If you have an issue one sign, like a no on issue one sign still up from August, mm-hmm. you take it down. Save the metal, save the metal and the banner, um, but take it down. If you have a vote yes on issue one sign keep it up. from August, even if it says August on it, just keep it up. Especially if it has like the the Republican Party <laughs> stuff on it. Keep it up. Keep it up. For me. Do it for me. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. Especially because my my uh, my profile picture on Twitter or on X rather, mm, right, went from no on issue one to just a picture of me, and now it's vote yes on issue one. Yeah, I hope my uh, my loyal fans on Twitter, all seven hundred of you, what would your... <laughs> enjoy that. Kale. It's like Kale underscore Shaw. No, I was gonna say like, what would your fans be called? Kale. Kalians? Kalians. From the gallery over there. Yeah. Kalians. I mess with it. You know, speaking of your fans, I heard you went to this, like, really far off land called, let me look at, let me look at the show notes. Ingerland? Ingerland. Yes. Have you seen that video? No, Where it's actually. like, like the, the, the Brexit geezer guy, but he's like, come on, Ingerland, <laughs> score some f- Fucking go! Is that what? Is that how you sounded in the pub watching football? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed um, watching the Women's World Cup, right? At many pubs, and that's exactly how I sounded. Except I wasn't cheering on England, not especially not in the UK. Yeah, it's not doing such a thing. I was cheering on Ireland. I can't do an Irish accent. It'll just sound, don't. It'll be offensive. It'll be offensive. <laughs> it'll be offensive. <laughs> but, like when I did that German accent a couple episodes ago, yeah. it's kind of offensive. Yeah, we got a call from. Um, Whoever is the chancellor of Olaf? Olaf Schultz. Yes, we got a call from Olaf Schultz. He said, "Stop." He and said, he "Knock it off." We got a cease and desist from the from the German government. We're actually banned from Hofbrauhaus Cleveland now because of <laughs> Kale doing his German accent. My bad. My bad. My v. My v. Uh, none of that was true. But um, yeah, I mean, I spent I spent some time in the UK. I traveled all over London. I went to a couple cities in Scotland. Uh, I, tra- I took a ferry mm, across the ooh, Irish Sea mm, to Dublin. Right, right. Um, and I also went to Paris. And, oh, uh, I mean, I learned a lot. I took a – I crossed the ocean to go to the United Kingdom, studied at the London School of Economics and Political Science. Way. And I took a, an American foreign policy class. America is a, America is a global power, FDR to Biden. Do looking you think it's at declining? <laughs> a radical anti-declinist. I learned that as well uh, in my decline of the West and the crisis of the liberal international order class. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I met a lot of cool people. Shout out to Phoebe, Andrew, Kat, Macy, you know, all of you people. Shout out to Phoebe, Andrew, Kat, and Macy. I've never met you guys, but I've heard so many stories. Andrea. Andrea. Jake. Hey, Jake. Everyone. Hey, everyone. Phoebe Phoebe is a big fan of um, our mascot. Oh, my cat, the president of the United States, yeah. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Exactly that one. He is not here today. She's also a huge anti-lanternfly propagandist now. Good. As of yesterday. yesterday <laughs> when we started absolutely obliterating them downtown. Which, I mean, that, that good segue, real quick. Um, 
Joe, go ahead and tell us about lantern flies real quick. And why they're a problem for our listeners who mainly live in Ohio and on the East Coast of the United States. If you guys if you guys aren't aware, let me try to remain calm about this because I was literally <laughs> shaking yesterday when I saw one. It was so funny. But these lantern flies probably came over on some landscaping decorations from China. And they are an invasive bug species. Actually, we'll post a picture of the propaganda that Kale made on our Twitter. Um, but yeah, they are they're invasive species of bug. You, If you do find any, and again, we'll post the picture on our Twitter, call the Ohio Department of Agriculture and report it. Mm-hmm. They do want to know the location because once these are spotted in a county, that county is quarantined, quote-unquote, where trucks traveling with landscaping material have to be inspected and cleaned so they don't start to spread throughout the rest of the state, especially in northeast Ohio. So how these bugs feed is, and we saw it yesterday, they were coating, they weren't, well, they weren't coating trees, but they tend to coat trees like... <laughs> there were there were, were a lot of There them. were a lot. But they suck the sap and nutrients out of trees, which obviously kills them, but their waste product, their poop, um, Thank you. grows fungal uh, infections on these plants, which, you know, kills the plant itself. Mm-hmm. They're extremely devastating to ash trees, which have already been practically wiped out by the ash borer tree virus. But especially... That is so upsetting. I know. Still. But especially um, vineyards and wineries in Northeast Ohio, because this is wine country, are, you know, in danger of possibly having acres of grapes being wiped out by these stupid goddamn bugs. <laughs> we were we were going feral yesterday. Like I was jumping with both my legs trying to stomp on these things. They yeah. look really cool. To they be do honest. look cool, but they're evil and you need to murder them. They're wicked. They're we foul. We actually had uh, some guy and some girl in their car like pulled over and they're like, you killing grasshoppers? We're like, no, we're killing lantern flies. They're like, oh, those are invasive, aren't they? We're like, yeah, kill them. They got so excited. We got a lot of public support. Very supportive. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a problem. Invasive species are a problem in general. Yeah. But Especially also Asian carp. <clears throat> <laughs> That's a story for another time. It is a story for another time. <laughs> Episode two, we can talk about it with maybe a special guest. Perhaps. Perhaps. Do I see a hand raised? I was just going to let you know you have 45 minutes on the clock. Okay. Probably 12 minutes of editing. I'm going to clap really loud so we can cut that. Word. Um, but yeah, circling back to uh, my trip abroad. Dr. Nelson uh, was my advisor on the trip. It was mm-hmm. really quite helpful, actually, um, especially when I got robbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got my my stuff stolen under under uh, the table that we were at, at a we were at a pub, and I used find my iPhone to track my laptop down. I found the guy. He was in one of those red phone booths, you know, the iconic red phone booths of London. Mm. And I mean, he felt cornered and threatened because he was sitting on the ground going through all my stuff, and I had a metal water bottle. I was about to bash this dude's head, and not really, but he thought I was. Yeah. So he shatters a glass wine bottle. Stains my Edinburgh hoodie. Rest in peace. To the city of Edinburgh. 
Yeah, rest in peace, city of Edinburgh. And uh, he, he runs off, and the only, th- only thing he had with him after that was were were my cards, which you can just which I cancel. Cancel. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, I had so I had a lot of stuff on me that he he would have made a lot of money. I kind of feel bad, especially because he shattered a brand new unopened bottle of wine. Now that's the real crime. That's yeah. the real crime. He needed it. He needed it. But shout out to guy that robbed Kale. If you're a policy wonk listener, hey, if you, I'm not mad at you if you do. If you listen to policy wonk, <laughs> excuse me. But yeah, Joe, do you have any like small questions about my trip? Nothing big, because I can talk about it for a long time. Actually. Did you meet any Labor Party officials? Unfortunately, I did not. Damn it! But I did go to Parliament, and I right. went to Scottish Parliament, which they weren't in session, so mm. that sucked. I was kind of hoping to meet. Hamza Youssef, but oh yeah, leader SNP. Yes, he's the leader of the SNP, oh, okay. and he's the first minister of Scotland. Yeah, how was we oui, we oui, Paris? How was Paris? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It was probably the least my least favorite place I visited on yeah. the trip. I mean, beautiful city, lots of history. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't my vibe. Yeah. Not in like a weirdly Anglo way, because you know all the other cities I went to were were a little more Celt, yeah, Saxon, Anglo-Saxon. Mm-hmm. But it just I didn't I didn't vibe with it. Yeah, I would I much rather probably would have gone to either Berlin, Amsterdam, Brussels, Luxembourg City and Luxembourg Province of the country of Luxembourg, Geneva, Switzerland, Madrid, Spain, Barcelona, Catalonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Joe, let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about federal politics. Senate is back in session. True. Our favorite sitting, sometimes standing, sometimes freezing, um, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He's obviously going through some health problems, and we hope that he recovers and is healthy. Um, but it, it sparks a conversation about age. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, we've talked about this on the show with with Diane Feinstein and, yeah. and sometimes Mitch McConnell, but I think I know I'm trying I'm trying to like think of a way to say this that doesn't sound terrible, mean. No, mean. There comes a time when these people in Congress need to realize it's time to step aside and it's time to go home. Um, Because, and again, seeing Mitch McConnell freeze up on TV was like, I I see a lot of jokes about it online. It's kind of messed up. And I understand that there's a lot of disdain for this man, but I, it's just, it's really fucked up. (laughs) It's really fucked up. And, I want. I hope he, you know, recovers whatever's going on with him. Yeah. But, you know, this really sparks a conversation, and it's a delicate conversation. I understand that. But, you know, there has to be a serious consideration about doing something about people staying in Congress until they are literally about to die. But term limits. Stupid. Yeah. Term limits don't work. Age limits, however, as I think we've talked about before. I think we have. Do work. In Ohio, shout out, judges. <laughs> shout out? I just, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I get with it. Ohio, shout Ju- out. Judges are 
are forced to retire at 65? Mm, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. retire they retire at 65. Bishops in the Catholic Church yeah. are, ask, are asked to retire at what? 60? 75. 75. Oh. Ooh, that's a little It's actually not that old in 2023. Mm, that's true. But I see no reason why age limits shouldn't be applied at the federal level. Um, I could talk for ages about how term limits don't work and how they really just empower lobbyists. That's a whole other conversation. But It would be a good conversation with uh, Stack. It would. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out, David. But age limits, I think it has to be actually considered now because you've had two senators in, what, the last year alone have health problems come up. And also, you know, to address the elephant in the room, um, you have people that are creating policies that are not going to be alive to see their outcomes. Um, You know, I think Chuck Grassley has the best merchandise out of the entire Senate. This is true, actually. But I don't think Chuck Grassley should be allowed to make policy anymore, considering he is... Eighty-nine, Chuck Grassley's eighty-nine years old, so no, I don't think he should be making policy that affects my life. He's the oldest in the Senate, right? I believe so. It's him and Diane. Diane. But yeah, I don't think people like Chuck Grassley, I don't think people like Mitch McConnell, Diane Feinstein, shit, even Nancy Pelosi should be making policies about my future or my kids' future or hell, my kids' kids' future. That's insane. Yeah. I mean to put you on the spot with the with the age question. I know it's not on our on our notes, but it's just thinking about it. Oh, I thought you were about to ask me another question. No, no, I was oh. just apologizing for that question. No, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing we need to talk about. Like, it's a hard a, conversation. It's hard. Well, that's all we got for today. Um, now that we're back, we are going to be doing weekly episodes again when we can. Cause, when we can. I mean, we're still both students, and I. I graduate in December. Yes, Kill does. I graduate in the spring. And I, I have I have grad school applications, law school applications. I'm currently looking at an internship in Norway. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, there's a lot going on with us for as far as school goes. Um, but we will, to the best of our ability, Yeah, we'll weekly be, episodes. Yeah. And it, it, we are glad to be back. It, mm-hmm. It's really good to be back in both Cleveland um, – but also having all our friends back in the same place. Oh, yeah. Being able to do some wonkin'. Do some wonkin' again. Wonk, Wonk Nation. Nation represent. Yeah. But but thank you for listening. Unless Kale has anything else to add. I was going to say we'll have Mike Eady back. Some returning guests, hopefully. Yeah. Some new guests. It's going to be a good season. It's, it's going to be, be a good, good season. It's going to be a good year. We'll be we'll be ramping up into a, a presidential primary. Yep. Hopefully we'll have some some definitive opinions and answers about presidential election coming yeah. up. But until then, that's all I got. Walk Nation out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good team. We did good. <laughs>